Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. This is your host, Gil Garcia. Today we're talking football. We're talking football. We've got a newest member of the team. You may have heard of him. He goes by the name of Steven Zezema. Steven, how you doing, my brother? What's up, Gio? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, how was the weekend for you? Man, I had a great time. We had some good games this weekend. I got to see my favorite fighter in the world, Manny Pacquiao, defend his title again. But, I mean, shoot, dude, two conference championship games, both of them going overtime, literally never happened before. I mean, we had a lot of good material to be happy about this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, Pacquiao beat uh, Broner in, like, pretty, pretty, um, I think pretty. Broner made pretty, it was pretty um, accurate. The whole crowd knew, except Broner knew that. Yeah, he's only, he's the only one that believe he won. But hey, I love his spirit. But I, I think his career may be done after that fight. I don't know. Yeah, just my he, take. He's definitely not headlining a card again anytime yeah. soon. I'll say that. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> so yeah, let's get into these games, man. It was a crazy, crazy week. I was actually I'm out here in Detroit and I was watching the game out here. So I want to talk about the Rams versus Saints. There was a lot of drama with this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that no call towards the end. Um, so let's 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 start off uh, the first half. What was your what was your thoughts on the first half of this game? Yeah, man, a lot, lot of drama in this game, but we got to give some credit to the Rams here. I mean, once again, they come out, things aren't going according to plan. The Saints come out, scoring their first three drives. They're up thirteen nothing. Um, as me, David, and LJ were talking about last week, we felt like one of the biggest factors, one of the biggest matchups going in, would be the Saints front seven, the second best running defense in the league, going up against the Rams running game. Last week, mm-hmm. last week, the Rams ran the ball 48 times, really relied on that, and didn't ask too much of Jared Goff. So mm-hmm. when, we, when they come out there and they, and they um, total, it was a grand total of 50-something yards um, throughout the entire game, Todd Gurley was almost a non-factor. He was clearly hobbled. C.J. Anderson wasn't able to get anything going on 15 for 40. So uh, it was really kind of on Jared Goff's shoulders. And they came out, I believe it was two punts and an interception within their first four drives. Uh, it was a little rough there, but they were able to get settled in the second quarter. They were able to conduct a 14-play, 57-yard drive, ending with a Greg Zerline field goal. Uh, mm-hmm. Afterwards, Aaron Donald and the crew was able to force a three and out, and they kind of hit the ground running from there. Um, finally, though, within the last two minutes of the, of the half, Jared Goff was able to connect with Brandon Cooks. Todd Gurley would punch mm-hmm. it in, and they were at least able to bring it to 13-10 at the half, which I thought was a win for them. I thought they should have been down way more than that given what happened. yeah exactly exa- exactly how they pl- they played the- how they played to start off the game the crowd you could tell the crowd noise definitely i definitely got into like uh jared goff here for a second i guess he couldn't he couldn't hear sean mcveigh mm. and and one day well, it's a pro football focus tweeted this out is they're like when you can't listen to your coach is like having your controller disconnected from the video or from the playstation or something yeah and i was like i was like wow that's like <laughs> that's like literally the most perfect analogy for real though. there yeah, but like no, you said it. Like I, I really thought that the same the Saints could have literally punished the the Rams in the first quarter. Um, they punted. They punted. Well, I mean, excuse me. They hit. They hit those two field goals. But yeah, they had no momentum into the second quarter, and they got those ten points. Which I think was very crucial mm-hmm. with them going thirteen to ten, and then coming back into the third quarter. Uh, what was your thoughts on the second half of the game? Definitely, man. Yeah, I think that was really important for just snagging some momentum. Um, I mean, right, they come out of the gate, they go three and out. It's okay. It's the first possession. But the Saints right away jump on them, get up 20 to 10. Once again, mm-hmm. you're down two possessions. You're down for the third time in these playoffs, even though you've only been involved in two games. Um, but they were able to put two long drives together. Uh, one of them was capped by a Taysom Hill. Love that guy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Payne dialed up Taysom. Oh, I'm sorry. 
when when the when the Saints scored, they dialed up Taysom, Taysom Hill in the flat. When the Rams scored, however, it was Jared Goff on a bootleg, Tyler Higby in the flat. Um, another two long nine play, seventy five yard plus drives. Um, but the Saints weren't able to put away the game. I mean, they they had mm-hmm. they had a hard time running the football too. They only had they only told forty eight yards on twenty one carries. So this really mm-hmm. is one of the reasons that Rams got a chance to find themselves back into the game. And that would set the stage for 2020 and that final drive and the most controversial call in uh, recent memory. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, and that's what the Rams paid. I mean, they paid a lot of money for that defense. And, they, and I mean, the defense came up and um, obviously winning the game for them. But, yeah, I want to talk about that drive. So it was, it was a no-call pass interference. Um, it, was third and, it was third and 10, uh-huh. and the game was, game was 2020. It was 140, 145 less in the fourth quarter. And it was it was Robbie Coleman. He did it on Tommy Lewis, and I was surprised because when I was watching the game, I was like, "Shit, man, this is gonna be a pass interference." And for whatever reason, I don't know what happened, they didn't call it. And I was like, and I couldn't believe it. And then after the game, Sean Payne, uh, he was up on the press conference. I guess he called called the league office and was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it should have been a pass interference." And on top of that, it should have been a helmet to helmet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the end, I mean, so they ended up hitting a field goal. But I don't think, I mean, they had opportunities to win the game, even going to overtime. So I don't, I, I understand that call. I understand the frustration. It was a missed call, but they did have a shot to win the game uh, going into the fourth quarter. I mean, going into overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were, your, what were your thoughts on the play? Absolutely, man. I think you're right. They definitely had multiple chances to win the game. Um, otherwise, I mean, on first and second down before that were two passes. If you run the ball there instead, and even run it on third down. I mean, you're giving the Rams the ball back with 30 seconds and no timeouts, if my math is correct. I mean, mm-hmm. other than that, there were plenty of chances. You were up two possessions twice in the game. Um, they had a lot of chances to win this game. And, and yeah, as you said, they even got the coin toss in overtime. So, I mean, it, it wasn't like it was the most lopsided thing in the world as far as luck and the calls were concerned. But, yes, I, I thought it was a blatantly missed call. It could have been um, it could have been targeting for helmet to helmet. The man never turned around to locate the football. He got there early. I, mm-hmm. I assume the ref in his mind was just trying to think, I don't want him to decide this game. I'm going to kind of let them play a little bit. But that was just it was blatant. And, yeah, um, that was that was kind of obvious. It was pretty obvious, and I get and I guess what Sean Payne was saying. I guess that obviously they could have gone there. They could have scored a touchdown, made it difficult for Jared Goff and the Rams to come back and score. But for me, the biggest thing is like um, I think obviously the defense, and also uh, you guys. I know you guys talked about in the in last podcast special teams. Uh-huh. Special teams was very crucial for the Rams because um, they did an onside uh, punt. Right, I forgot. I think it was in the first half or uh, second quarter. I don't. Um, Second half, uh-huh. they had the onside punt, and then also Greg Zerline. Man, the guy's a beast. Every Ram fan deserves to buy a jersey for him. He hit that forty-eight yarder to tie the game, mm-hmm. and then not only and not only does he do that, and then he seals it off with the fifty-seven yard field goal to win it to take him to the Super Bowl. Like literally, I just wanted people. I want people to think. I understand uh, people are upset about the PI no miss cup, but like. The Rams weren't given a touchdown out of that. Obviously, yeah, that right. Saints might the Saints might have been neglected another opportunity, but they get a did get a chance to score and they get the ball. But when you're talking about a league where a league where like field goal kickers are are are, are difficult to find and they're getting uh, crucified in their in their city for missing like a 20, 30 yard guy. This guy nails two 40, well, almost fifty yarders, forty eight and a forty eight fifty seven. 
I couldn't I couldn't believe when the when the first one went in. I thought he was gonna miss it off right. Then he ties it, mm-hmm. and then coming down to the final fifty seven yards, I was like, holy shit! This guy this guy literally just took him. Obviously, it was the defense as well, but the he his leg literally just took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Dude, yes, a- absolutely. I mean, yeah, like you said, they missed out on an opportunity, but the Rams still went out and took advantage of the opportunity that they were given. I mean, it, it wasn't the refs completing 17 yards to Robert Woods on a third down with just a few, with less than 45 seconds on the clock. And yeah, mm-hmm. Greg Zerline, that man's got to get props, man. Like, like you said, kickers miss a field goal, they get crucified these days. On, only 10 years ago, it was 48, a 48 yard field goal 10 years ago was considered mm-hmm. a long field goal. That was considered a challenge. This guy comes out here in a hostile environment. Not only does he nail that, but he nails a fifty-seven yarder that looked like it. Could, like, it looked like it could have <laughs> could very have been like well seventy yards. Yeah, it was, it was it insane. Cl- it, cl- it cleared by a minute, and you know, I just uh, that guy, Greg the Leg, he needs his props. Pay the man, and in a league, in a season that's been riddled by kicker kicking woes and kicking controversy and all this stuff, this man stepped up there in the harshest environment with the worst conditions and nails two just incredible field goals so yeah and the superdome and he was four for four on the night which is i mean just hats off to that guy mm-hmm. um anything else you want to touch on this game before we we move on to the next one yeah i was thinking i think about it earlier i think it's pretty interesting um in the nfc championship game vikings versus saints back in had to be about 2000, oh, 2009 yeah the the overtime rule changed part and because of that game brett Favre never mm-hmm. touched the football um mm-hmm. Drew Brees just drove all the way down and scored. Um, and I think this game is going to give us, is going to be the platform for a similar rule change in that in the last five minutes of the first or second half, we might eventually see officials be able to review a penalty. If, uh, mm. if some, maybe, the, maybe coaches can use a challenge flag to have them review a penalty, something as blatant as what we saw. Uh, I think a game like this could be the groundwork for that, and it's mm-hmm. definitely going to have some relevance in our other overtime discussion in a minute here. So, yeah, no, and I agree. I mean, five minutes. I mean, I think I don't know. They do need to find a solution. Obviously, that was a tough call. That was a brilliant missed call. But like the football, like football in itself, the game in itself, it's already like they're trying to speed it up, right? Because all these like you know, right under two minutes review every play. Uh-huh. And I think that's the the issue that that right now, at least my perspective is like, okay, we want to get every call right, but at the same time, we don't want to make a three hour game into a six hour game. Because imagine if this game, right. for whatever, it was a it was a thirteen to three game, or like you know, not as interesting as this, right? But sure. it, I feel like obviously a game like this, whether it's different in the playoffs or whatever, whether you add that in in the playoffs, I think it'd make more sense. Yeah, opposed to like the regular season, that's just my opinion. Yeah, that's true. But, that's true. You know, it's like because th- those games mean a little bit more. Not saying that the regular season don't, but when it's playoffs, I could see something like I would like to see something like that more implemented, but not. I don't know. I don't know so much in the regular season because the game, the game kind of in itself, kind of takes a long time. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can add more commercials and all that stuff. But if the game's not interesting like this was, but I definitely do. I do agree with your statement that this could be like a framework for something that we see in the future. Definitely, definitely. Oh, and you're a, you're a Rams fan, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> bro. Man. Congratulations. So I was the I was the only one. I was at I was at a bar here in uh, Detroit. Uh-huh. So I was at the bar here at the DoubleTree, and I was like the only one. I got my Rams beanie on, watching the game. And there's a couple other people there, you know. And there's a couple like I guess there's a, someone supporting the Saints, but I was like the only one yelling and screaming after hey. after we, we moved on. But it was like 
it was it was hilarious, man. I, I really I really enjoyed it. It was fun. I mean, it's just it was fun, and it's also great for like the city of LA, you know. For sure. I have haven't had something like that happen. I mean, obviously the World Series, but the Super Bowl just takes it to a whole nother level. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Cool. So we'll move on to the next game. Another game that went to overtime. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs going against the Patriots, man. Crazy, crazy game. That another game that went to uh, overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, were, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, man. Going into the game, um, there was a stat that came out that uh, I wasn't aware of beforehand that Belichick was four and one against number one offenses in the playoffs, and that was uh, I was like, whoa, okay. Um, I mean, we know the Belichick way, right? Typically, he comes mm-hmm. out there and he takes away your best weapon. He's like, he wants you to beat you with your secondary weapon, your third weapon, just mm-hmm. just not what you know is coming. And he did that. Mm-hmm. He came out there. Tyreek Hill had just one catch of 42 yards. Mm-hmm. and He was double-teamed a lot. He all the time. Team. Yeah, he was stacked mm-hmm. the majority of the game. Um, LJ and David were talking about last week how they didn't feel the Patriots would have any problems moving between the 20s, and we saw that. I mean, they've had a well-established running game over the last month. So mm-hmm. Sonny Michelle showed that with 113 yards and two scores. But we've just felt like when you pair that with Edelman and White running routes underneath, having to respect Rob Gronkowski downfield, like you're mm-hmm. going to be able to create matchups against a defense that has shown to be vulnerable at times this yeah. season, even though they looked pretty good against Indianapolis last week. But mm-hmm. anyways, um, because of this ball control, Kansas City had a really tough time getting started offensively. A lot of three and outs in the first half, followed by a seven, eight minute drive by the Patriots. Throughout the entire game, they were only able to run the ball 12 times or 41 yards. So that, that already right there, you're narrowing your playbook, your opportunities are narrowed. And because of that, they had to go into the half down 14-0. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think about the first half? Yeah, I, was, I mean, it was, I was all New England. It was literally all New England. It was 14-0, and I was like, oh, my God, here we go again. Because yeah. I was like, for me, just seeing it, like, I, I felt that the, the, the Kansas City – obviously, it's, it's a known secret. Obviously, Kansas City offense exceeds their defense. But I never thought their defense really, um, really, really played really well throughout the whole game. But I never thought that the Kansas City Chiefs defense was good enough uh-huh. um, in order to beat these Patriots. But they, they, they proved me wrong, even though they lost. They proved me wrong because down the stretch, they made it very difficult um, going into the second half uh, with Tom Brady, just, you know, putting pressure on him, getting big hits on Edelman. They weren't able to stop the run game. And that was the hardest thing. And that's where they got punished. And. Honestly, the best thing about this game was hearing Tony Romo predict every single Yo, play. Yes. Like, literally every single play Bro. was like – and he, like – and the thing about that, like, he made it so, like, entertaining, but he educated you, like – and this is when the blitz is coming. Oh, he, uh, what's that? Zero, the zero blitz or the all-out blitz. Yeah. The Patriots are bringing on Patrick Mahomes. And he's like, oh, man, he doesn't see it. He doesn't see it. And then he's going to go – they're going to go to Gronkowski. Like, literally, like, I don't know, like, Tony Romer, I want to watch. He's my favorite announcer uh, to watch from now on. I mean, I love the guys at NBC, Al Michaels and all those guys. But, man, Tony Romo made this game so much more exciting for me. No, they're definitely the best commentating team on television right now. I, I, I really hope NBC gets the gig. I, I have no idea who's commentating the Super Bowl right now. But, I mean, 100%. I love Tony Romo. Yeah, I like what did you see in the second half of this game? I know. I so the big thing that stood out for me is the Kansas City Chiefs put up 24 points in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, we saw four lead changes in the fourth quarter, but um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest change we saw is I think Andy Reid had to loosen up the play calling. Um, mm-hmm. we definitely saw that because of far less running plays that uh, they're operating from behind. Um, but really, I think he just had to turn Patrick Mahomes loose, and we saw that four, yeah. four scores in their first six possessions. And, I mean, the most entertaining part by far was seeing both two-minute offenses 
conduct yeah. drives successfully. I mean, you got the Patriots driving down there, leaving only 32 seconds on the clock and a timeout. Um, it, it really would have been interesting if they didn't get in on that play and had to take one more, meaning Kansas City would have had to probably take that last timeout. But they left just enough for Patty Mahomes. He goes out there, connects a 21-yard dart to Spencer Ware, comes out and connects a 27-yard uh, completion to Demarcus Robinson. Also, I mean, the Patriots either lined up offsides or committed defensive holding on the play, which stopped the clock for them. So they were able to run up there 16 yep, seconds. Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. And they were even able to take a shot. It didn't turn in anything, but, I mean, mm -hmm. it could have. And uh, Harrison Buckner, uh, Butker, sorry, get, lines up there, uh, nails the field goal just before the end of regulation, and off we were to OT. Yeah, the, the, I was. I mean, I was like, man, if they win this coin toss, man. <laughs> I was like, if Tom Brady wins the coin toss, there's no he's gonna he's gonna close it out. Yeah. Like, I was hoping the Chiefs would win the coin toss. I was hoping, but just like man, just like I mean, you said right before they were able to tie it up, and with 30 seconds left, you got to see like flashes, right? We knew we knew Patrick Mahomes was good, but like you see flashes of some greatness, right? And him, the way he was able uh, to run down the ball and bring him down. Everything and they're also talking about potentially, you know, adding something, you know, because Patrick Mahomes didn't get a shot in overtime, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and they're kind of like I don't know if there's like rumors of talking about like you know potentially having this kind of like a college, you know, kind of do like they do at college time, like if one team scores, the other team gets a, uh -huh. gets a shot to score. What are you? What are your thoughts on that? I think I think the optimal format would probably be somewhere in the middle. Um, I don't imagine they'd be willing to change all format because I believe the college format is you are. You get three – the both teams get the ball on the other team's 25-yard line, I believe. Mm -hmm. So one team goes, the other team's then going to get their chances guaranteed. You have to either replicate what they did or beat them, and you keep going back and forth until someone finally wins. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think they're going to move all the way to that, but I would, what I would just love to see is each team just gets the ball once. Just give each team a guaranteed possession, and I'm happy with that. I just mm -hmm. I, I hate to see I, I hate to see situations like the Brett Favre of 09, the Patrick Mahomes now of, mm -hmm. of 2018, 2019, where yeah. they, they lead their team down the field or maybe we're in control a majority of the game. And then during when it's all with the most important during the most important part, they don't even get to touch the football. And mm -hmm. I get it. I mean, like it could it very easily have gone the Chiefs way in the coin toss. And it's not like their defense didn't have chances. They had three third down and ten opportunities to stop Tom Brady. Um, most notably a 15-yard slant to Gronk to get them down to the 15, as our boy Tony mm. Romo predicted. Yeah. But, um, and, dude, that's the biggest thing that executed. That's what you see I, so much. I have so much respect for Tom Brady. But, like, those third and tens, man, even that pass that he threw uh, to Gronk, that was insane, man. It's just you get to see, like, the, the greatness of Tom Brady. You get to see when it comes crunch down, third and ten, where is it going to go? Bam, it's a first down. Mm -hmm. and, and that's his thing. I was like, damn, like. How do you stop that? Like, you know, you got him to third down, but if you can't stop him with third and ten and that's where he kills you, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to stop. So I think it's gonna lead up to a great Super Bowl. Got the Rams and of course you got the Patriots over there. I think within the last couple of years they've been there. It kind of feels weird if they're not there, but everybody hates it that they're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most people do. Most people you do. Know. Uh, you, how do you feel how do you feel about uh, seeing the Patriots again in the Super Bowl? Well, you know, the see the thing is uh, being a Giants fan, I've never really had a reason to hate the Patriots. Like, oh, okay. We, you guys we, yeah, we, we, we've won. Oh, no. yeah, 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 you won. Like, we true. met them twice in the Super Bowl, and we won. So when we see them again, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, good for them. Like, I got, <laughs> like, the, the, there's, no, there's no reason to. The Patriots yeah. get hate, man. They get hate because 
over the last 20 years, they've been the best team. I mean, that's just yeah. what happens. It's like LeBron. Yeah. It's, it's like the Warriors. Yeah. It's like the Yankees. So, yeah. I mean, no hate coming from me. Yeah. No, hey, same here. I, I had I had a feeling it was going to be the Patriots no matter. I was like, man, when you got Tom Brady there under center, like, man, forget it. I was actually I was the guy at the bar. He's like, who do you think is going to win? I was like, man, I'm not going to count on Tom Brady. But he was like, you really think Tom Brady's going to make it again? You don't want the Rams to win? I was like, we're, t- we're talking about Tom Brady, man. <laughs> yeah. And we're but also, I think – go ahead. And we're also talking about who we think is going to get there, who we want. Yeah, win. exactly. You know I mean? It's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, and I think – Obviously, I mean, this is what the Rams paid, right? They paid the money. They paid the money to Aaron Dollar. They got Sue. You know, they got Akeem to lead Marcus Peters. This is why they got those guys. And now I feel like for me, it's, I've been watching this whole team all year long, and it's finally it's time for them to execute, right? Uh, finish, 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 finish the battle, right? Going up mm-hmm. against Tom Brady. I mean, I feel like it's kind of like a David versus Goliath matchup. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it kind of is. It definitely isn't the way it was for the Eagles last year, going in mm-hmm. there with Nick Foles. But um, definitely still, I, I think the line in Vegas might make you guys the favorites, but I think many are going to view as, you as the underdogs just because yeah. I think if you were to tell – I think if you were to say uh, the Sean McVay before the season or to Rams fan before the season, like would it be an overachie- overachievement season uh, if you guys made it to the Super Bowl and lost? And they'd probably mm-hmm. say yes. And if you said that same thing to Bill Belichick, he'd probably tell you no. <laughs> to, to Patriots fans in general, so yeah, no, I mean, if we're, I mean, if we're the Super, we gotta go there and win, man. We gotta yeah. go to LA, LA, Southern California needs a, needs a needs a parade, man. After the Dodgers disappointing the last two years, man, yeah, it's been brutal. It's been so brutal. Hey, and no, no, go ahead. I like your chances though, because I mean, like we, we just talked about Belichick. He zones in on your number one weapon. Mm-hmm. What, what's he gonna zone in on? Todd Gurley yeah. has been hobbled. He he could be good by then. We're, we're not sure. Hopefully, he is. Are we going to zoom in on Brandon Cooks, CJ Anderson, the guy who just got off the couch three weeks mm-hmm. ago and it kind of looks like it, although he's been balling. Sorry, CJ, no hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is he going to zone in on? And they've now shown that they can win running the football 100 times a game and they can win putting the, putting the ball in Jared Goff's hand and saying, here, take us to the promised land. So exactly. uh, who knows what they're going to be able to key in on. I, I kind of like your chances. Yeah, and I think our defense, I mean, even like Brockers, who got that, who got that um, tackle on, you know, on, on Drew Brees, Plays like that is what what the whole year is what the what the what the Rams have relied on whether it's a pick whether it's a fumble whether it's a forced fumble or something like, or first interception, that's what the Rams have been doing all year long and that's what I'm expecting of them when it comes to Super Bowl time. Yes, I know it's Tom Brady. Yes, I know, but I also saw that the, what the Eagles did to him last year. Right? If you mm-hmm. have a if you have a great defense, you have a shot. You have a shot. That's right. That's, so right. that's what I'm going to go with. Sorry, man. Steven, let the people know where they can follow you at, man. No, no worries. Uh, you guys can find me at Coach Zezzy on Instagram and Twitter. If you guys want to argue about football, talk about predictions, etc. let's do it. I'm always down. That's it, guys. Of course, you guys find me at Joe Garcia LA. But make sure to tune in. Check us out. Listen. You can listen to this uh, podcast wherever you get your music. If it's Apple, Apple Podcasts, you know, if it's Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. Also, make sure to go to the fantasysportscape.com. Coach says, yeah, okay, Steven just wrote a nice article on the Rams uh, game against the Saints. So for Steven, this is Jill. We'll catch you guys next, up, next episode. Peace.